Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Priya Rao, Executive Editor at Glossy. And today's guest is Francois Legloan, the Regional Vice President for the Americas and Oceana for La Prairie. Welcome, Francois. Hello, Priya. Thank you very much for inviting me. So, Francois, you know, you're kind of very much a behind-the-scenes type of executive. You know, I know many people know your name um, and wondering and are wondering what you're doing at La Prairie and how you built such an incredible business. But to get started, where did you find yourself in the beauty world when you were young and how did you get here? Well, I started in the beauty industry more than 20 years ago um, in Europe with uh, Parfum Christian Dior at the time. And then I held a different position in, in Europe, in Asia, for uh, Christian Dior and then for uh, the, the skincare company Sisley. And uh, I joined uh, La Prairie uh, in 2012 uh, to run uh, the Americas. So this is in a nutshell my, my, my life, my profession. <laughs> <laughs> so Francois, you know, obviously there's been so much change in the last year. And, you know, being an executive who's been in beauty for over 20 years and at La Prairie for eight years, Tell me a little bit about what this pandemic has done to your outlook and, and your view of the business right now. Well, of course, I would not surprise you to tell you if, if I'm telling you that it has a, a, a big impact on this year. I would say that it has slowed down um, the execution of our plan and of our strategy, but it has not really derailed the, the strategy itself. So, of course, the, um, it has a huge impact on, on the sales. Um, it has also delayed uh, uh, the introduction of some of our innovations. Uh, it has also delayed uh, the execution of some of our programs. Um, for instance, uh, you know, the rollout of our new store design. Um, but at the same time, I would say that uh, it, it has not changed the course of the brand in the sense that we stick to what is the core of our strategy and that we call our luxury uh, execution. Uh, which means that we try to, to bring the, the highest level of quality in all that we do. And, you know, to, to some extent, I think that the, the period that we are going through was a very interesting period because it was a sort of stress test of, of this uh, strategy, as it, as it put it in, in question, uh, if yes, where. And, um, and, I can, and the answer is basically no. And I can, I can give you an example. Uh, you know, we have, uh, we have seen, like for all the brands in the market, uh, a big shift to, to e-commerce. And together with this shift, we have seen uh, a, a flurry of, 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 of promotions or, or, or tactics of this sort. And uh, one of our pillars is really in the strategies really to, to grow in a qualitative way. And even this year, we have with the help of our, our retail partners, we have managed to, to stay a bit away from this, um, this uh, surge of promotional activity. So that's just an example to illustrate the fact that it, this year was more difficult, but did not change um, the pillars of our strategy. Um, it was also a stress test, I would say, in terms of, of, of values. And, uh, and the stronger your values, the stronger your strategy, um, the, the, the better you can come out of this kind of, uh, of, of situation. Um, and we are very proud uh, 
uh, to say that we have not, when it comes to the team, we have been able to maintain the integrity of the team. Uh, there was no, no layoff, uh, very limited furlough. And uh, because care is one of our, our, our core values. So I think that this, the period that, that we have lived was also um, an opportunity to, to, to test to test our commitment to our value. And, and, and you know, if, if there was a need for that or a proof for that, we are able to demonstrate that our values are, to the team, that our values are more than words in a PowerPoint presentation. So it was a very interesting period. If you talk about outlook into 2021, uh, we, we remain very cautious. Uh, and we think that it will take time for, uh, consumers to, uh, to um, I would say, get back to their habits. And definitely, uh, when it comes to going to stores, it will really take time for them to, to get accustomed and confident to, re to, to, to return to stores. Uh, and, and definitely, there will be some change of, of behaviors, even if they, they do go back to stores. Um, so we are, we are, I would say, uh, yeah, for next year, the outlook is still very cautious. We start... Uh, of course, with an outlook of growth in 2021 versus 2020. But uh, if you compare to 2019, we still, I would say, get back to the level of 2019 somehow in 2021. That's, that's, that's our perspective for, for the, the U.S. and for Canada. It's very optimistic. You know, Francois, I have a question for you. you know, I, I, was, I was referring more to the company. Right. I will not go into details for uh, for the to be more precise. It's more for the company level at worldwide level rather than the the, the U.S. And, and Canada. Well, very positive still. You know, I mean, I feel like one of the things that it seems like from afar as an outsider, mm -hmm. you know, looking in, one of the things that seems to have insulated La Prairie a little bit is that you do have this very uh, stringent definition of luxury, and that you. You know, you didn't promote, you didn't go right. extremely wide in retail distribution when you could have, right. you know, and I would love for you to just kind of define what um, La Paris definition of luxury is and, and how that comes to life. Because other players in the space, you know, you have many more foot doors, you know, are selling on Amazon, you know, they're doing all sorts of things. And it seems that yours is very much a different point of view. Yes. Um I mean, in terms of definition of luxury, you know, I, 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 everybody has their own definition of luxury. Um, and for us, if uh, if, I'm, if I give you um, our own definition of luxury, it's generally speaking, and before talking about the distribution strategy and the service strategy, it's really luxury is what embellishes, what beautifies the, the, the life of clients, um, what breaks the, the, I would say, the routine of their daily life. So that's why I was saying that we are trying to put quality in all that we do. That is the illustration of, uh, of, uh, of this, uh, of this uh, definition. Um, now, to be more specific, and everybody has their own definition of luxury, but for us, it's, it comes from, it's not only um, providing or offering product of exceptional quality, it's also um, beyond product, presenting a universe, a very rich universe, um, and, and that uh, has different parameters and different uh, constitutive parts. And I would like to just maybe quickly share this, this, this universe with you because um, La Prairie is quite a discreet brand, yet with a very rich, uh, very rich background. So 
being luxury for us, it's number one to to have, a, I would say, a, a starting point. And we the brand is getting dating back to the early 30s uh, with the creation of the Clinique La Prairie in, the, in the Switzerland uh, by the lake of uh, Montreux. Um, and it was uh, created by uh, a doctor, Dr. Tronians, uh, who was a pioneer in cellular therapy and uh, who uh, gained fame uh, when he started with this uh, rejuvenation treatment uh, in his clinic in Switzerland. So this is how we gain this reputation of uh, seriousness, of performance, of innovation, and all the savoir-faire of Dr. Polnians was then later on incorporated in the brand La Prairie. So uh, indeed, we have this exceptional reputation of providing exceptional product um, with exceptional know-how in formulation. Uh, and together with a brand that is very rich in terms of, of aesthetics, you know, uh, with, and that's also part of the, the luxury, having very strong aesthetic codes. Um, and probably you are familiar with the product. They are very uh, minimalistic, very, uh, very with sleek and clean lines. And all in all, with a very, uh, I would say, very strong purpose. And our purpose is really to empower women to all time in their hands. This is our purpose. And I think that it re resonates very strongly uh, with, the, with the present time. So now, when, when it comes to our, our, uh, our strategy and our distribution, indeed, we always had a very uh, selective approach to, to distribution. For in, in the US, we are... We have less than 200 doors in Canada, about 15 doors, because we really want to partner with the best retailers and be able to express the brand in terms of, uh, in terms of store design, but also to provide the, the best possible services. So indeed, we have never had to, to proceed with you know, distribution cuts or these kind of drastic measures, because from the onset, we were very clear of who we wanted to partner with in order to provide the best service to our client. Um, so that's, that's one of the reasons why we, we, we are coming, I would not say unscathed, uh, but we did, not, we did not have to, uh, to proceed with very painful uh, downsizing of any sorts, whether in distribution or uh, with our beauty uh, advisors. Would you say that is because you have such a limited and uh desirable distribution strategy. The fact that, you know, you can't be found everywhere, that it is still exclusive, that it is still elite, that you able were to maybe control, uh, you know, your destiny a little bit more than somebody who was beholden to the promotions of X, Y, or Z retailer. Yes, definitely. We cannot insulate ourselves from the world around, but definitely when you are with solid, working with solid partners, uh, in the in the right uh, places, uh, when the, your foundations are very solid, then you can weather the um, such circumstances as the one that we are going through, uh, maybe in a, in a better way. What about in terms of you know the traditional values up that you have and you upkeep compared to the changing landscape? And I mean that in the terms of influencers, digital, you know the the rush to buy you know, in the minute, in the second, and maybe not go to a store environment and trust and try the, the way they used to? 
We embrace all the changes that are going around. We are partnering with uh, influencers. We are uh, cooperating with uh, editors uh, um, in, uh, very well. So I think that you need you need also to accompany consumers in the ways they want to 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 buy your brand. We don't resist at all to the new ways of communication or the new ways of of, of shopping our product. Um, Sometimes we not we need to. F- to figure out how to do that best, but we are not at all reluctant to uh, to the new ways of, of communication and the new ways of, of shopping. Uh, indeed, uh, if you take like e-commerce and the, the big shift that we see in, in e-commerce, like many brands now, we are doing a, a, a sizable share of our business on, in e-commerce, whether it's on our brand site or with our retailer partner. And we are very happy with that. Now, during the pandemic, we was was also an opportunity to bring service to uh, to uh, online shopping, and we have created some position of uh, uh, of service that uh, were not existing before. So that whether you shop in store or whether you shop online, you will be able as a, as a consumer to uh, to receive the same level of of advice. Now between physical and and digital, of course, there's this one big difference that you. Uh, cannot test the product, but there's also some way around. Uh, during the pandemic, we have organized um, a large-scale um, program of online events where we uh, invite uh, some clients to introduce a new product or on different themes. And uh, before we get together, we send them some some samples which are connected to the product that we want to uh, to, to show them. And it's also a way to bridge this gap in terms of product experience between between what's happening in store and what's happening online. So you need to find your ways to to adapt your, your strategies to to the I would say the structural moves of the market and not to resist them. You mentioned a second uh, product launches and discovery, you know, which I think is something that a lot of people are having a very difficult time figuring out right now. So will you talk through a little bit about how you, how you were supplying that high touch environment? Cause I know in stores, like I, you know, I don't think the lay customer knows this, but if you wanted to try a La Prairie product, even though it may be X amount of dollars, you know, if you go to the counter, they're very much, you know, willing to let you try and test and experiment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the idea of sampling, I think you guys have perfected it better than anyone. So how are you doing all of that and making people excited in these maybe smaller format events or, or uh, you know, thinking about product innovation going forward in this like limited test and try environment? Well, first that um, as, a, as a client, you have the possibility to get samples online, you know, in each and every, whether it's on the La Prairie uh, brand site or on our retail partner site. You, you can get the sampling opportunities as well. Um, and together with this, uh, this enhanced service that we are putting in place with some beauty advisors online, moving forward, you, you will be able to receive a, um, an appropriate level of, 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 uh, of advice on what, what you need and then to receive also samples uh, that, that, that you need. So once again, we are trying to, to bring... Um, e-commerce closer to the experience that you can that you can get in in, in stores. 
we've been talking a lot about the customer, uh, Francois, and, you know, we haven't really talked about her in great detail. And I'm wondering from your perspective, you know, who is she? What is she like, like demographically and psychographically? And, you know, is she getting younger, like the way that we're seeing in the rest of beauty? I, I cannot, I, am, I cannot give you like some accurate uh, statistical data on the different segment of the, of, uh, of the La Prairie client. I can tell you that we are reaching out to uh, all kinds of demographics from, I would say, early 20s to into no limits. Um, and what I would say what's the, the commonality across all, across all these, these ages is very often we deal with uh, clients and, and who are, when talking about women, who are uh, executive women, uh, who are working women, uh, who are very much uh, in, in control of their, of their life, uh, sophisticated, uh, looking for the best. Uh, alors, the best might be different per generation. For instance, if you look at what we know in, among our, our younger generation clients, they are very much sensitive about science, about ingredients, probably more than uh, older generation. Uh, some older generation are, are more sensitive to the, uh, I would say, relationship with beauty advisors. So, um, and also there's some differences in the, in the way uh, they shop. Younger client tends to go more online, obviously or the way they get their information. And some uh, uh, are very much in so across the board, everybody's on social media, but some of our clients are more uh, attuned to, to, to print media. So um, that's, I would say the, yeah, the commonality of all our clients is, is um, to expect the best. They have the means to get it. Um, and they are very sophisticated. That's, that's, and in terms of, I would say, profession, you find them in all walks of life, in uh, healthcare, in, uh, in finance services, in uh, artistic professions as well. We have a lot of people in, uh, in the uh, art and, and um, decoration, these kind of, of, of jobs. And La Prairie also has a very strong relationship with the art world beyond, obviously, the customers, correct? You know, it seems to be a greater focus for many luxury brands today, but you all have been doing it for much longer. Will you talk a little bit about that, Francois? Yes, uh, indeed, actually. The relationship between La Prairie and art was, was there from, the, from the, the onset of the brand. Um, I was referring to the very unique and strong aesthetic of the brand. Uh, with a very uh, minimalist uh, aesthetics in the, in the jars of the product and on all the visual expression of the brand. And this is directly ex- inspired by the, the Bauhaus, uh, the German school of design of the 30s. Um, and we have also uh, worked with some artists that were uh, direct inspiration behind some of the product that we have introduced to the market. Uh, for instance, you, you are well uh, familiar with Skin Caviar, and this, this product has been uh, inspired by uh, Niki Tsinfal, the, the French-American artist. And she's the one uh, who brought the idea to use this very vivid cobalt blue uh, color that's, that makes this collection uh, so unique in, in the market. So this, this collaboration with art was there. Um, now, this is not something that was 
necessarily known from the public and shared with the public. So a few years back, uh, we have uh, started a partnership with Art Basel, the, the art fair, but rather simply to, how could I say, to have a sort of patrimonial attitude and to speak about our, our history and our, our roots to the art. We wanted to make this link with art very uh, contemporary and very active. So uh, what we decided to do is that for each Art Basel uh, edition, we commission an artist, usually a young artist, um, very often Swiss artist, and we ask these artists to, um, to create some art pieces to express their own vision of, of what they know of La Prairie. And usually it's also linked to a certain product or innovation that we introduce. Uh, and we uh, show this uh, art piece, uh, art, art basel. So for us, it's a way to celebrate our, our, our link with art, and it's a way also to, to support some, some young artists to help them to gain uh, visibility and awareness. And for our client, it's opening, I would say, uh, a gate on, on this world of arts for, that is not always familiar for them, so whenever we can invite them to, uh, uh, to our Basel, we organize a lot of, so, of events uh, in, in museum across, across uh, the country. And they are very grateful because our clients have, a, I would say, uh, an insight on the, on the brand. And also they discover things. We, we, we share with them our, our love of art, of beauty. And, uh, and they, it's, it's more than simply... Uh, selling extreme quality product, so that's how uh, we approach uh, we approach the uh, the relationship between between our brand and and the world of art. How do you feel about how important, rather, is it that La Prairie provides these immersive experiences? You know, whether it's the art piece that you're talking about or digitally, because you know, so many other brands kind of say they do that but it's really just about selling. So I, I would just like to understand a little bit more how deep these connections are with your customers. Well, um, we have organized over the past few years, many, many events, as I was mentioned, across the country uh, in some uh, art institution. Uh, a couple of years ago, we have uh, privatized the Guggenheim uh, Museum for uh, the introduction of a, a new product. Um, and we invited like hundreds of our clients there. Um, so we have also um, made some events in you know institutions like the the Nasher uh, Museum in Dallas, uh, the Menil Museum in in Houston, the De Young Museum in in San Francisco. So we are really committed to uh, to 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 create some some really memorable. Um, moments for, for our clients, but also for, for editors and, and partners of the brand and immerse them really in, in, in our, I would say, heritage, but also the, show them that this, this, this link with art is really, con- is really active and, and contemporary and, and genuine. So that's, that's a very, very, um, I would say, continuous and very, um, a uh, strong commitment that we are going to uh, to pursue uh, over the coming years as well. Francois, you know, what about cons- changing customer values? You know, obviously this is a time where 
Customers are demanding more. Customers are demanding more transparency around sustainability, around inclusivity, all of these big kind of buzzword topics right now. How are you approaching that? Um, I know sustainability has definitely been a focus with your Swiss background, but I'm wondering about these bigger societal topics and being able to tap into that as a brand. Well, I think it's, it's, it's yeah, sustainability is really uh, very important to us. And there might be some, at times, some prejudice against luxury um, as uh, an industry that does not rhyme very well with sustainability. Uh, but we believe that the, the two can, can live together very well. So um, there's a lot of under, uh, I would say, behind the scenes initiative that we take, um, whether it's in terms of production, in terms of recycling, in terms of also uh, to mention some trite event, uh, example, but you know the, uh, the the offices and the way we we uh, we manage our facilities, uh, or we were referring to uh, um, to our commitment to art. Uh, but just recently, we have uh, commissioned a, a Swiss artist named Mandry, and we have uh, asked him to um, go in the landscape of Switzerland, especially in some. Um, areas that are beautiful, but that could be endangered by, uh, by, by the impact of climate change. And uh, he has uh, done a series of very beautiful pictures that we are going to uh, auction and to uh, the proceed of this auction will be given to ETH, which is a, uh, an association that uh, is pro uh, protecting glaciers in Switzerland. So you see, uh, you can mesh uh, philanthropy, promotion of artists, sustainability um, uh, with protection of the environment uh, via this, this kind of initiative that you are going to see uh, more and more. When it comes to uh, La Prairie employees, we are, of course, very much committed to, to diversity because diversity is is a must in a democratic society and also i would say for uh, the uh, success of your business you need to to have talents and ideas from all walks of, of fame uh, of life so uh, that's also definitely a, a commitment of la prairie just a few more questions for you francois um yes. you know i'm wondering you know how you're able to kind of, as a leader, right? You're balancing so much. It sounds like obviously you're balancing the, the challenges of COVID, sales, retailers, obviously all of these, you know, forward-thinking initiatives as well. You know, how, how do you do it? What's your day-to-day -day like? Well, uh, these days it's very much on Teams and Zoom. And I would like to thank Mr. Zoom and Mr. Team because they saved our, they saved our lives. You know, they, they, uh, the, the, I'm, I'm amazed by the technology because it's really uh, helped, helped the world not to come to a, to a halt. So um, uh, I would say that in this time, it's a bit frustrating because I love to be out in the market to meet clients, to meet um, our beauty advisors, to meet our, our customers as well. Uh, but what we have seen on the, on the past recent period is that we have had a level of, of communication and connection with the teams, with our retail partners as, as never before, somehow. So, uh, uh, and it's resulted in a, in a level of trust, 
uh, a level of alignment also that we have never had before. And, and I think it's, it's helping to, uh, to go through this period to prepare the future. And somehow it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting, a very interesting period, very busy, very busy period. Um, I hope it will not last too long, but uh, we are learning a lot from it, definitely. Last question for you, Francois. You know, you mentioned a second ago that you think 2021 will hit back to 2019 levels. You know, what do you think is, like, what do you think the industry as a whole is going to see permanently change? Well, I, what we have seen over these this years is that everything that we do uh, must have a digital form. We were talking about uh, consumer events. You can mention about BA's, BA's education, for instance. Everything is online these days. Of course, business relationship. Um, everything, uh, it's not new. I mean, digital is not from, from yesterday. Um, so um, I would say that even if we are back to some sort of normalcy in the course of uh, next year or the year after, um, this whole shift to digital will remain. And in some cases, it will be uh, uh, um, an additional way of doing things in, in, in addition to the in-person way of doing things. So somehow it's, this period would have, looking back maybe in two or three years' time, we will realize that it has enriched the palette of the way we are doing things. So uh, we'll see what, what, what sticks on, on the wall uh, after a couple of years. So you're optimistic? Always. Why not? <laughs> good. It's a good attitude. Thank you so much, Francois. It was wonderful having you here today. Thank you, Priya. Thank you for the uh, invitation. Thank you so much for listening to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. Tune in next week for another episode. And of course, that means if you haven't subscribed, please hit that button.